It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it's a fresh new week. I don't like Mondays, just like the Boomtown Rats, but here we are, fully adjusted and tuned in to a Monday morning. It is the seventh day for November for 2022. After a weekend of total relaxation from my end, did some coast walking, some great food, some great company. I hope your weekend was equally great. Coming up on this Monday morning, we are going to be very shortly talking to Tim McGibbon, the Chief Executive of the Real Estate Institute in New South Wales, going to be talking about the Harcourt security data breach. Also, the residential rental market. Is the government getting too involved, which is spooking investment? Investors. We'll be talking about that and a few other things to discuss with Tim. And the block, the block, the block, the block, and those auctions last night. We'll talk about that in just a moment. It is November the 7th, as mentioned. If you're celebrating your birthday, happy birthday today. You're celebrating with Lord, who is turning 25. It seems like she's been around forever, but just 25. Somebody that has been around forever is Joni Mitchell. She's turning 78 today and a couple of famous deaths took place on this day back in 2011. We lost Joe Fraser, the American boxer, and also Steve McQueen died on this day back in 1980, the actor, of course, from the movie The Great Escape. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. And let's check on your weather on this Monday morning. First to Sydney we go. Should be a mainly fine and sunny day, a high of 24 degrees. Expecting in Melbourne a sunny morning, but then later you could receive a shower or two with 25 as your forecast top. In Brisbane, also the rainy bits today. Expect that 25 as your forecast high and in Perth today blue skies and sunshine and expecting 27 degrees. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. And let's have a look at the block because it's all over for another year for 2022 and there were tears, there was drama last night. Of course one of the questions was when we were in Gisborne last week talking about whether any of these properties were likely to crack the four million dollar barrier. Well, it proved to be the case that two of them were passed in. We did have Tom and Sarah Jane. They managed to make $20,000. Their property sold for just over $4.1 million. But, of course, the stars of the night were Omar and Oz, uh, managing to sell their property for over $5.6 million, which means they had a profit of over $1.5 million plus the $100,000 of prize money, which takes uh, their total prize pool of over one point. 
$1.6 million and change. Not a bad effort. No doubt the block will be back next year. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, let's take a trip down memory lane to January of this year when Omicron had paralysed the real estate market and the rental market in particular throughout New South Wales changed people's moving plans. Yes, we'll remember this, of course, for all the wrong reasons, essentially putting people on hold as people avoided going out and catching the virus in the first place. Inner Sydney's rental vacancy rates fell during December 2021. Tim McGibbon, the chief executive of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales, said at the time that the state's rental market was in limbo and that December is typically a month when many renters end their leases and vacancy rates. So let's bring in this morning Tim McGibbon, the Chief Executive of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales. And good morning to you, Tim. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning to you too, Craig. Now, does it seem that long ago, December last year, 2021, and then the effects of that through to January? No, no, it doesn't, does it? But what a tumultuous few uh, few years we've had. I recall some respected property commentators at the beginning of the virus when we went into that period that they were predicting that the sales market would, would collapse by 30%. And then 12 months later, I think those same people were, were predicting that the market would go up by 30%. So it was, a, it was a time where we had no history, no basis to be able to make predictions. Yes, and as we sort of reflect back, the reason that I thought it was a valid one to bring up is because COVID numbers now, they're starting to go up as another wave is starting to occur. How are you feeling this time around heading into the end of 2022? Yeah, I think there's a lot more stability in the market, uh, although obviously we would like to see um, more transactions. There is at least um, some stability in there. I think a lot of purchases, and for that matter, vendors are making peace with the market. On the flip side of that, there are vendors that obviously are saying to themselves, well, I don't think this is the market to be selling in. And that's why we're seeing a reduction in the number of, of transactions. But the, the transactions are still happening and the, and the clearance rates are, are maintaining around about 60%. That's for options, I should say. So, you know, it's not, it's not dead in the water, so to speak. It's, uh, it is chugging along and I think agents are having to work a lot harder now than they were during the, the time when you were getting 15 or more registered bidders at auctions. Also, in some of the regional areas, which, uh, again, back to my point about taking dictation, some of the regional areas saw people moving out into them to escape the the virus and, uh, and the additional restrictions within the city area. And that was pushing prices up uh, out there quite sharply as well. I know Byron Bay, I think that went up about 37%, which was just uh, just off the charts. Yeah. 
Definitely off the charts, off the Richter. Now, real estate company Harcourts, they've confirmed, of course, about this data breach which occurred at one of its Melbourne offices, potentially exposing the personal information of tenants, landlords and trades, etc. It's an issue that we've talked about on the podcast before. It's the electronic era that we all live in. What are you saying to your members there in New South Wales regarding this exposure in this particular area? Yeah, uh, I'd like to have uh, a single sentence I could say to everybody right now that uh, this is how you solve the problem. Uh, what we have seen right across our, our lives now is that those people who are trying to infiltrate our, our databases are getting smarter and smarter and the protections that the community has just isn't responding fast enough to them. They're getting they're getting very clever. I remember a few years ago in in the office uh, that we used to have a policy that we never did anything unless it was in writing. If the client wanted us to take money out of the trust account and and put it somewhere, we used to say we don't do that unless we have it in writing. And now we get instructions from the client in writing, you know, by email. And now the new system is. If we do get that, we ring the client and make sure that it's their email. It's interesting that that we've had to go from uh, a position where we didn't do anything in writing to a position now where where we want to confirm things uh, over the phone. We are going to need to be continually vigilant in this area. Practices in the office will need to be constantly reviewed and we need to be taking learnings from those people that are victims of these folks. That's a a challenge that I have and my organisation, the Real Estate Institute has, to be staying on top of this and giving the up-to-date advice out to our members. It isn't going to go away, Craig. It, It really isn't. Yeah, so some really good points that you're making there. And just sticking with that rental market, the residential rental market, the government is getting, uh, probably fair to say, quite involved to protect tenants. Uh, More landlords are, I think right now, selling, more are selling than buying. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. I think we're, uh, I hate this expression, but I, I can't think of a better one, but I think we're in a position of the perfect storm from the tenant's point of view. So what's, uh, what's happening now is the, there is an, uh, an increase in demand for, uh, for property. Now, we, we saw the biggest amount of folks coming in for immigration. I forget the figure, but it was, uh, it was well over 100,000 people. So we've seen all of that pent-up uh, immigration came through as, as a block, and, and the majority of those people obviously are looking for a rental property. Um, we, we now see government... Um, and, I, and that is somewhat misguided, I think, because they're, they're looking at the rental market and they're saying, look, tenants are getting such a, a tough time with rents increasing, so what we'll do is we'll go in and freeze rents. And tenants want to have pets, so yes, you can have a pet. Landlords may want to recapture the, uh, their property for a variety of reasons. So the government said, no, no, you can't do that. We're going to take away your right to be able to, do, to recapture. And on one side of the fence, they're looking at, and saying, hey, this is really good for tenants, we're protecting them, and that obviously is a, is a goal of government and, and we support that. Tenants do need 
security of tenure in their um, in their home, and let's underline that word, it's their home. However, every time uh, government does these sorts of things, they're driving investment away from the rent- residential rental market. And the big loser when they do that are tenants. There are more people, investors, and let's underline that word, investors selling um, and taking their money and putting it into other areas. As I said, the big loser when the investors do that are tenants. There's going to be less and less stock and more and more demand. And we know what happens to prices in a market when that happens. Yeah, and those are some of the negative things, I guess, to talk about this morning. But let's turn our attention to something a little bit more positive, and that is the roadshow that you are involved with. In fact, this is roadshow number two. I think you did the roadshow number one earlier in the year. So tell us a little bit about this, Tim. You've got the industry experts there. They're going to be visiting towns across the state of New South Wales, and And it's all beginning rather excitingly from tomorrow. That's right. Uh, Yes, it starts tomorrow. It's it's so important from where uh, from where we sit these days to be to be out there. The changes to the regulatory environment in the areas of practice, which is uh, uh, the Property Stock and Business Agents Act and the regulation and uh, the supervision guidelines, which were published by the Fair Trading Commissioner uh, about eighteen months ago. So there's there are numerous compliance issues there. And then in documents such as the Residential Tenancies Act, the Retail Tenancies Act, these things are very fertile areas for government intervention. And um, some of the other challenges out there with uh, jurisdictional issues within NCAT. And of course, back to our earlier discussion about some of the technology that's out there. I I went to the United States uh, earlier this year to a conference and it was a property technology conference. And frankly, when I'm looking at some of the things that is happening in that space, some of it great, some of it really good, but some of it is really going to challenge a regular regulator and uh, also the real estate uh, industry. It's uh, an incredible evolution that's going on in there. And, you know, things that were just simply impossible are now the expectation. And consumers have this expectation of a immediacy now and the property services industry just simply has to respond. All right, well, good luck with the road show. Thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning and I'll let you get on with your Monday morning. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate the opportunity. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast.